Well, and let's uh, let's just be serious about that for a second too. Uh, whatever whatever comments you were trying to make in your text, it sounds like they're the same comments that I was trying to make in my text. And is this I how was, we're starting off? Is this I how we're starting right. off? No, no introduction. <laughs> I was right. You were wrong. I'm the best. You're the worst. Um, There's no apology for that whatsoever. So if you're and, looking for an apology for that, you are barking up the wrong tree right now. And is this really how we're starting off? Yeah, this, I mean, I thought we were going to start with an podcast. apology. And I thought you were going to provide it is with not, an apology. So I, I, I did have an apology to make. Unfortunately, I don't remember it. And <laughs> that's probably good for me and bad for you. Um, Fair enough. Well, I, think we, we, I think we have some heated topics we're going to get into anyway. So Great. maybe an apology will come up later. And I'll think, yeah. I'll, oh, I'll I'm rethink sure. of the apology, but it will certainly not be to you. Yeah, no, certainly you're going to need not. to apologize to me a lot this afternoon, this evening. All right, folks, this is Always Be Pressing Podcast. We're in episode four. Going into game week three, Liverpool have uh, a tough, tough matchup with Newcastle United over on the weekend. And uh, and so we're going to get into a couple things. We'll, we'll do transfer rumors very, very briefly today. Uh, there's a whole lot of nonsense going on, although there's something very, very interesting that's been coming up, especially in the past 48 hours um, with... Uh, with our boy Mo. Uh, so we might get into that a little bit. And then we're just going to talk <laughs> a little bit about uh, our heated debate about who runs the club and, uh, and how wrong Jonathan is about everything with regards to how it should, how it is currently running and, uh, and how we need to, uh, to make some serious changes if we are going to stay in the position or improve our position as we finished fifth last year. And then I got some hypotheticals. Jonathan and I are gonna are gonna are gonna throw some hypothetical transfers at one another and see if we would take it. At that juncture, we're actually I'm gonna call Jeremy via FaceTime and see if he's willing to hop on the pod and, and answer some of these hypotheticals with Jonathan and myself. So again, he's a loser. Is, he's a loser. He's well, not he's, jumping on. He's hopped up on some oxy, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we can get him on. But uh, I mean, if we get him on, this is the time because he's only coming on if he's on oxys. Yeah, he's, so. got, he's a little loopy, a little. Uh, he's making poor decisions. All right, so the the big transfer movies, uh, transfer news from the week is, from my perspective, is uh, Liverpool evidently at some point made a a, a second offer of the Corre uh, from Crystal Palace. Evidently, we just uh, within the last 24 to 48 hours have made a, a third and final bid for him, uh, according to some sources. Uh, a lot of people seem a little confused. All the all the reporters closest to Liverpool don't seem to know anything of what's going on, um, which is a good thing, which is a good thing. So I have some opinion. mixed feelings. Yeah, I have some mixed feelings about that because we got Dom when no one knew anything. But then also we got screwed with Conceito and then Lavia and then everything that's happened thereafter. Endo. No one knew about Endo. He's uh, yeah, he's going to be the best defensive mid- midfielder in, that Liverpool's ever seen. So evidently we made a third <laughs> bid on DeCorier. Um, I pray to God we get him. I watched the crystal palace game twice. I watched it twice. 
and I like this dude. I really do. Uh, he he grows on me something fierce every single time I see him play. Um, uh, let's let, let, let's let's talk about a couple ones that have been just lingering on. Okay, so Andre, uh, they're not going to let him Brazil, go. We, Brazilian we, player. He's not. He he's not coming to us. We could and, have had. We could have had him at a twenty-two million dollar release clause a week ago, and we didn't. And we didn't. Uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter because there is no way, even with the release clause. Again, I'm not too too familiar with with the legality of things. Right? If we hit the release clause. It's an automatic transfer, regardless, right? So, the big piece of it was only not not the his player team, not the player his, doesn't agree to go. His team does not want him to go. So, that that source was leaked after that that time frame, right? So, in 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 my estimation, so that was strategic. Now he's in a he's in a situation where his team's in the quarterfinals of the South American Cup tournament. They play, I believe, this weekend or just before maybe next uh uh I think next maybe Monday or Tuesday, um, just before the transfer deadline ends, right? So if they lose in that, we may be able to pull something off before Friday. Yeah, but, but we've come to we've come to personal allegedly we've come personal terms we've come to personal terms with the with the player correct correct so the main issue is this with andre if they win and and we push everything back to january two things are going to occur one if he, if we do get him which is a big if um and i'll specify why if we do get him he's going to need a break Break, right. So we have a couple players who we're looking at right now who are in the team already and or who we're looking to purchase who are going to have to leave for the African Cup of Nations. Right. And Asia. Decore is one of them. And Endo's going to leave then too. Yeah, and no, there's the Asian Cup uh, right. at that point. So I wasn't, I, I wasn't aware of that one. So, so you've got you got two guys in the squad right now in Salah. And right. in and in Endo, who are leaving in January. So let's just say you bring Decore in if we get lucky, right? And we we meet their valuation, and they're willing to willing to to deal with negotiations with us. He's a third person. So you're right, right there. You're down to Besecic and uh, Tiago again as your number six, which isn't isn't ideal, right? Like we can probably deal with it for a couple of weeks, but not ideal. And I had not looked at our our game weeks during that time period um but i guarantee you one of those is with a top six club because it always is uh beginning of the year um so again he's not leaving in my estimation we're not going to get him now we're going to have to wait till january and the competition in january for him is going to be much higher he's going to have more choices right now it seems like he's set on us we're set on him and i don't hear too many other chatter regarding the fact that um you know he's a top choice for other clubs now i don't know why we just don't pay the the 40 million that they're asking for now but that's probably a different different statement well i think we're not we're not paying the 40 million because we don't think we can get him right now we pay the 40 million if we can get him right now but 
we don't think that, that they're going to let him go. I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is no matter what, whether they win or lose, I, I think there's a pretty good chance that we're going to sign him within the next two or three weeks. And he's going to come in January. So it doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, I think uh, let's just assume we're, we're, we're locking him in for January. You know, that's, that's not even the biggest, you know, that's not even the biggest. I mean, I think having him is going to be huge. He's a multifaceted athlete and, and soccer player. He's, he can play multiple positions. This is sort of the, the where Klopp wants to go with the team. He, he doesn't seem to want, even DeCorier can play the eight. Um, so, and, and he's, you know, a progressive uh, ball handler and passer too. So, you know, I mean, I think he's, he doesn't want, you know, a uh, Fabino Fabinho type of player, which is fine, but we still need a six. So, okay. So let's, let, let, let let's move on with him, move on from him, because I think that we can get him. I think the best option for us is literally to pay for him now, whatever, whatever they want to pay, yeah, loan, I agree. loan, loan him back until January and just get him in in January. That, that that's what I think is the best case scenario. We have Endo. We can work Andre in. We can use Besetic. We can use Tiago if needed. That is probably our best option if we truthfully want Andre, which I do think is a good player. Yes, he's talented. He can play multiple multiple positions, which is what Klopp wants. We'll get into that whole debate later. Um which is all good news. Um, let's move on to Gravenberch. Gravenberch, in my estimation, is a piece of shit. Okay? He had one good season at Ajax. One good season at Ajax. Okay? He was then purchased by Byron for $16 million. No. He no, had, no, no. His he last had, season at Ajax was not very me, good. Excuse me. 19 and 20. Let's get this right. Seasons ni- year 19 to 20. Okay. He played 20 to 21 at Ajax. That was not a fabulous year. I agree with you. 19 and 20, he broke in. He he played very, very well. Last year at Ajax, he did not play great. Agreed. He stayed healthy. He played good minutes, but he did not play well. Understand. So Byron takes a punt at this dude as an up-and-coming guy, and pay $16 million for him. He has not sniffed the starting lineup on that team since day one. Okay? So 21, 22, 20, 22, 23, this dude has, has been incognito. Why do we want him for 30 to 35 million, million euros or uh, pounds? It does not this, – this is a clop move – that I do not think is necessary, nor do I think is a good idea. And we can get into this a little bit more later. Klopp, in my estimation, is done after this year. I think he's going to go take the German job, Germany job, where he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to work as much. He can travel around the world, look at all of his German boys, all of his German players. I think he is done after this year anyways. We need to start making some strategic moves for LFC and not for Jurgen Klopp. So again, we'll get into this later. But this dude's attitude and lack of improvement in Gravenberch is a huge concern for me. We are going to be stuck with this dude for four to five years. If Klopp brings him in, we're going to be stuck with him for four more years because he'll probably sign him for a four-year contract. 
he's getting really good wages at at Byron, which I don't think we'd even be willing to pay unless Klopp really, really wants him. And then once Klopp leaves in a, in next summer, we're going to be screwed. It makes no sense to me. So I think that dude needs to drop off the face of the earth. Kone, Kone just has injury issues. They're all muscular, which, again, we talked about Tyler Adams a couple weeks ago. Same issues. If he's got muscular issues and continues to get hurt off of muscular issues, that's a problem. You shouldn't sign him. Check is really our only good option at this point in time. He stays healthy. He's been in two different systems, one more defensive, one more free-flowing like we play at Liverpool. He's done well at both of those systems. That's the type of player we need to, we need to sign. But that being said, are we willing to pay the 70 million pounds for this dude? And I don't think LFC in this case is willing to do so. What do you what are your thoughts on those? You mean FSG? Didn't I just say L- LFC? Like yeah, Liverpool yeah. Football Club? Yeah, yeah. Yes, but FSG, yes. Fenway Sports the, Group isn't I think uh, yes, I think by all accounts Klopp wants him in. All accounts his minion, the sporting director, the quasi sporting director uh, out of country wants yeah, him in. George Michael, yep. George Michael. But I don't think FSG wants him in. I don't think FSG wants to pay that amount for that person when you can get Andre for Yeah, I mean listen, it's listen, a it's, more than half of that. It's an inflated market. Decorier plays a different position than Andre. Andre plays a much a more advanced position. I saw a video of Andre just literally getting in a referee's face the other day, and the referee clearly made like a some sort of call against his team, and, and he literally was just in the in the referee's face, just going, just like laughing in this dude's face, and all of his you do realize going, it's a po- you do realize it's a podcast and not a not a. Yeah, yeah, but we're not a video. I mean, I mean, if you watch us on YouTube, if you watch us on YouTube, you can see us. If you watch, yeah, us, plug it, if, plug if, it, plug if you listen, it. We're on YouTube. If you listen to we're us on, YouTube, on Spotify or Apple, then you won't be able to see me. But I'm laughing my ass off, and you can also go on Twitter and check it out. Listen, Bayern Munich right now they have six midfielders on their on their active roster. Six. How many? Of them, how many of them do they, do they want to get rid of right now? It doesn't. It, it doesn't even matter. They already yes, got. Does. They they already got rid of one of them, and. You can't, and they're going to try and get rid of two more. So what are they down to? You can't they're go down into to a, four. You can't go they're into a season. You can't go into a season with that little. You can't go into a season with that little, with that with that little small number of midfielders. Gravenberch isn't going anywhere, and he's he. I mean, let's not let's not pretend like Byram isn't one of the best clubs in the world. I mean, Christ. Um, Mares barely got on the field. Grealish barely got on the field at, at, at Man City. Like this, this kind of stuff happens a lot, especially in guys' first and second years, and especially when they're dealing with managers the way that this dude's been dealing with managers. His attitude might suck. Listen, I, I don't, I don't necessarily, I, I haven't seen him play that much, but I don't necessarily want him either. He, he, he's not a six. So in, in the grand scheme of things, we're getting Andre to replace Tiago. That's why we're getting Andre. That's like for like. We're not getting Andre to play the six for us. I actually think Klopp thinks Endo can play the six for us. Now, he's a smarter man than I am, but I think he's also a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) And and I think 
and, and, and let's not kid ourselves. He's a great evaluator of talent. The the issue is, and let's let's just get into it. So let, let me just say this: the the one guy who's come up in the past twenty four hours that is very very interesting is Kamara from Austin Villa. He's twenty three years old, but he's only got he's only got something like twenty six uh, Premier League games on him. But he is he's uh, I mean he's a he's a ball hawk, and the guy can play the six, and he's he's got some strength. He's had some ankle issues, um, but that guy's name's come up too. So if let's just end this this segment on this, who who do you think is most likely to come in? Because it's it seems like we're not going to get a center back. Uh, and we're certainly not getting a right back. So, you know, who who do you think is most likely give me one name to come in now or give me no name to come in now? So I think we're more likely to get a center back right now than we are a six. Because I do think we're going to put all of our cards into Andre. And I think we're going to wait that process out. I mean, all indications from... LFC and FSG is is that Klopp feels, which I don't agree with, that we're covered on the sixth position with Basecic coming back, Tiago filling in, and Endo as the main man, at least until January. So All I right, think so we're, we're not pro- getting anybody. We're probably, I think we're probably more likely to get a center back in, and everything's pretty quiet on that front, which also gives me a good indication. Well, we've, my been, we've been linked to my biggest concern. Hickabee. Yeah, but we've been linked, but we've been linked, but it's that it's dude not is stud. But you know, you know who his agent is? Who? Caicedo's agent. Fucking douchebag. <laughs> um anyways, let's let us think move on. I, I I think it's highly, highly likely that that's gonna happen. And then we're gonna put all of our cards in for Andre. But we do need to find somebody who's not in Africa or not in Asia to fill that six role um, or at least temporarily fit that six role. What do you mean? We got, we got McAllister. He can play the six come January, but we all know that he's better higher up the field. We've had this conversation as well, that he's being misused right now in the six role. And if we do put him in the six, we need to go back to a four, three, three and screw Trent. I mean, we played. We we played. We played most of the game the other day in a in a four three three. So I think I think we we can remain flexible depending on what lineup we put out there. Um, All right, I, I will I, I will leave us with this. the The fact of the matter is, Klopp doesn't like a big team. He thinks he's got the he thinks he's got the horses. He's got guys coming back that are healthy. He he has always the the unique situation that that we're in now which makes me nervous, which gets us into the next topic is we've, this is uncharted territory for us. All right. We've got a situation where we had two very, very good sporting directors uh, over the past five years. Uh, Edwards was worked for us for, I think four. He was, he was with us for longer than that, but he was sporting director for four. And this is the way that that American teams run their operations, right? They've got a general manager, they've got a recruitment coordinator, blah, blah, blah. So all this is copied from America. But if you look at all the best teams in the world, including Man City, 
you know, all these teams operate this way with a sporting director, or with a recruitment director, or with uh, a director of football operations, all this kind of stuff, right? And Klopp has slowly taken more and more control. Now, it may, the, the control may not be his fault. Uh, it might be given to him because he's perfectly capable of doing some of these jobs, but he pissed Edwards off. The hypothesis that I heard this week, and I listened to all the all I listened to this is Anfield. I listened to uh, the Anfield Inte- Index. I, I listened to um, Anfield Rap. Is that what it is? Um, Blood Blood Red's the other one who talked about it. Yeah, and I don't I don't listen to Blood Red. I don't have enough. There's not enough hours in a week. Um, but but there was an interesting piece that you know the last straw that these guys thought for Edwards was the decision that was made or the, the decision of uh, wanting to get uh, Tiago that Edwards very, very was, didn't think he fit, which, you know, you've made this comment several times, didn't think he fit in with, with our playing style and thought it was a poor decision. And with his injury history, um, oh, shocker. Didn't, shocker. didn't make sense. Yeah. What, right? what happened? Yeah. Didn't make sense. And, so Edwards was like, that was one of the final straws. Obviously, there's things that led up to that. And then you get Julian Ward in, and Julian Ward, um, and this is better, this is documented in a much better way than um than all the Edwards piece, but he really did not want Nunez. <laughs> like, did not want Nunez and thought he was a terrible fit. And and Klopp literally said, This this dude is like love at first sight. We have to get him. And uh, and FSG ended up going and siding with Klopp and giving him the money to go out and get the guy. So, you know, the past two sporting directors, I think, have run up against it. And, you know, I think Klopp is wielding a lot of power. And there are very few sports franchises in the history of sports, let alone soccer. I mean, the last guys to do it, the last guy to do it really, really well was Ferguson. And you look at the last five, six, seven years of Ferguson's reign at Man United, and it was a complete shit show. Um, when, Still won the league. When Wenger got it, it was a complete shit show the last three, four years. <laughs> so I think, you know, I, I, I think what you're saying is correct. We need to rein in, which, you know, once you give a guy with this type of ego, with this type of skill, with this type of uh record of coaching and recruitment once you give him this type of power you you can't just take it away from the guy right like that's just it doesn't happen guys like that either retire or get forced out or get fired and i think klopp's a brilliant manager um my fear is the recruitment goes to shit because we don't have a system in place and FSG doesn't do anything about it. And so both Klopp and FSG are culpable for that. And then guess what? In two years, our team looks drastically different. Guys are, they, our best players are unhappy. Um, and, you know, we're, we're dealing with another rebuild after we tried doing a rebuild two years prior. And I think it's fucking dog shit. It shouldn't happen. We're a huge freaking club. We're the we're the we're the first or second largest club in England. 
<clears throat> we we should not be going through a fucking rebuilds and you know egotistical bullshit like this. We're we're not in the 1990s. All right, so let's let, 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 let's look at this this way. I'm looking at the 2024 2025 season. Okay. Tiago, dog shit. Cross him off your list. Besecic, up and coming. We don't know what his ceiling is going to look like. Serviceable right now. Mac, good to go. Dom, good to go. Elliot, he played well against Chelsea when he came in. Didn't really do anything for me against Bournemouth. Yeah, okay, let's just so assume that Elliot and he's Curtis still, Jones he, continue to mature and grow. But they're not they're not starters. They're squad right. players. Right. So Elliot and Jones are, are squad players. Then you have Endo, who's 30 years old. Yes, he's played 2,000 less minutes or 1,800 less minutes, 2,800 less minutes than Fabino did, right? So hopefully he has some legs left. Okay. So that leaves us with one, two, three, four serviceable starters in midfield. Two guys in Elliott and Jones who still have not fully gotten to the point where they're vying every single week for a starting position, right? So you're left with four midfielders, right? But let's just turn over to defense. And here's the biggest issue I have. Gomez. Did I say that right, or did I just butcher that again? No, Gomez. Two weeks. Gomez. Go- Gomez. Great, great name. Can't uh, stay. Can't stay healthy. So he's shit. Okay. Matip gone next summer. Availability shit. is the best. Trent, we we got him. Robertson right now. Last eighteen months, star of the year. Shit. Ebu. You know how I feel about Ebu. I think he's a good prospect. He could be world class. I think he, I think he has some major faults. I do not see him as a world class center center back. I know you and Jeremy think differently. Well, I don't think he is yet. But the Ibu, dude, the dude starts it for France and is and could potentially has the potential to be a world class center. Back. Yeah, I mean, France center back mature later really, than, than most yeah. than most soccer players, anyways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's done by twenty five. Really... He could be an absolute stud. Yeah, yeah. France has done really good in tournaments lately. Absolutely. Uh, that is, that's sarcasm, by the way. Van Dyke is going to be 31, 32. His legs, his legs have gone. I think he's actually played pretty well this year so far, but uh, Simicast, we know, is not a starter, so he's shit. Phillips, the guy on our bench, he's probably going to leave this summer. If he doesn't, it's just because we don't have another center back to come in, so he might stay, but he's shit. Uh, so you're left with one, two, three center backs. Three center backs to start off with the 2024-2025 season. So here's my issue. The the attack, we're fine. If we lose Salah, we're going to get a huge chunk of money for him. We'll be able to reinvest that into another young attacker and hopefully another midfielder or defender. defender. We are so freaking light. Come next year, once again, not only in the midfield for starter, but we are dead in defense with only three legitimate starters 
in Trent Van Dyke, who is much older and losing losing some ground. In Ibu, who you guys think are, is going to be the next friggin' you know Van Dyke. Yeah, he's going to be the next Van Dyke. That's not happening, but that's just me. You you've done so little planning for this shit because of Klopp that I think you pull the string. I think at this point in time, you say that once this douchebag, York, whatever the hell his name is, gets the hell out of there in January, you bring in a sporting director and you you cut the string. And you cut your losses with Klopp. If Klopp is going to stay on for another six months, then so be it. You find another coach. You set you you reset it to 2019 when Klopp had sporting directors that held him accountable and did most of the work on that side of things, or or and Klopp needs to go online or he's out. It's that it's that simple. I am tired of having the conversations with you, with Jr. and anyone else that that this cannot work anymore um because truthfully it, it 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 truthfully can't he has proven to be unable to rebuild this squad year after year after year and not have some hindsight not have some foresight excuse me to see the issues that are coming up in in, in the future so here's the problem though here's the problem the biggest problem right now is, and and this is the biggest problem with Liverpool fans right now too, is we're in a situation where we're unbeaten in our last 13 games, right? So I, I can bitch, I can sit here and bitch and moan and complain about all of these things. The fact of the matter is, if you take the last 13 games of the Premier League, of all Premier League fixtures, do you know what our rank in the Premier League would be? The last 13 fixtures. I know you're gonna tell me, but I have I have some information for you as well on this. So go ahead. Tell me. It, tell we, me we would, be, the rank would we'd be. be the second ranked team in the Premier League. Okay. So here's my problem with those stats. One is have you looked at who we played? I mean, you can't of, you, at it, the, that's neither you absolutely there. can't. Yeah, of, no, of course you don't is, have Brian. to. You don't have to Brian. look at that. Really? I know I, I know that the latter half of our schedule last year. The latter part of our schedule wasn't wasn't the strongest. But again, we've also shown that we play very, very well throughout the years, even, even when we have a compromised squad under Klopp, we've proven that we can get draws against the best against the best teams in the in, in the EPL. Right? Generally, it's the bottom half teams that we have struggled with. And we switched that formation, and for whatever reason, it, it's not perfect. We get killed up the right, not for nothing, but from my perspective, all I remember hearing from Liverpool fans last year before we went to that was Trent was shit on the right, and we were getting killed on the right when we were in a 4-3-3. So I think the right-hand side's just an issue in general. Um, I, I, I'm just saying it's very, very – when I – when I think logically and not as a fan, because I think as a I think as a fan very often, when I think logically, I think 
I mean, what's what's FSG supposed to do? We're freaking undefeated in our last 13 games. It's like it's like it's like when Liverpool fans were all freaking out the year that we were <laughs> that, that we hadn't lost a game in like the calendar year. And 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 we're all freaking out because our form sucks. Well, yeah, we were playing like shit, but we still weren't losing. It's like it's hard to like wrap your head around all of that and still make the argument that Klopp isn't isn't effective, right? Because it's not about, but it's not a to, to me that this has been going about, on for this has been going on for eighteen months. I mean, this it happened has nothing when, when to Edwards do. left. If you want to compete like all of us do, at the very highest level, not only in the EPL, but also in Europe, you need to we think We don't ahead. have to compete right now in Europe. Yeah. We don't have in to Europa. compete. Yeah, but we You're don't care. in the Europa League. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, to... who cares? We're all about getting into the top four. We're not trying to win the league this year. We're not, like, we don't, I don't think cups are going to matter much. Our aspirations right. is to get back in the there Champions is no, League and rebuild there is over no two years. Guarantee, there's no guarantee with the squad that we have right now. There is no guarantee. We have to make top five this year, by the way, not top not top four. If we make top five, we'll be in Champions League. He's a cake, dude. We got we have we have two midfielders that are twice the players that any midfielder we had last year. And we can't keep people from scoring goals against us. Jonathan, we are we, we are given leaking. up two goals in in two games. That's a that's a goal. A we game. are we are, yeah. Because even though we had I mean, some boneheaded boneheaded mistakes with Allison last game, boneheaded mistakes with Allison over the first twenty minutes of the game, we are getting way too many shots against us. Way too many shots against us, and that's on goal and off goal. Okay, so if you want to compete at the very very highest level. I completely disagree with you. The team that we have put together over the last two years with zero foresight, zero, we are holding on to players like Fabinho, like Henderson. We are not bringing anyone in. Our farm system, besides one or two players, has been non-existent. I mean, the players that are in our squad right now, besides Besecic, who did not start off with Liverpool. We bought him. Elliot, we bought. Bradley, who could become a, a Trent in the future. I think he's been with us for a very, very long time. He's the only one that has potential. And Curtis Doak. Jones. Doak, we got Doak, from Celtic. Doak, Doak, but he's, when did, when did he come in? He came in pretty 22. early. In his 2022. He came in. 2022. So he hasn't been with us. So we've been buying these kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just bought two more today. They're not coming up. Yeah, we did. We got one from Leicester um, who has some pretty good upside. And one from West Ham. Um, and one from West Ham. I didn't hear about him, though. So uh, I'm just saying, like, we need a couple multifaceted situations here. One, we need to build up our farm system, as we say in the United States. The developmental system um, continue to pump pump money into that and then second is you need to have some foresight and Klopp doesn't have it right now he doesn't he's holding on to these players and he is not thinking ahead of the game well I think so I, I there's think no competition no no no, no, no. Is, 
There is no competition. There was no competition last year. There was no competition he for places like competition. the year before that. He doesn't like That's that. That's great. He That's doesn't great. want a big squad. But you want, but you want to what? It would have if we had competition for one more player in the six or eight role. Henderson and Fabinho would have been fucking out of here. Would have been fucking out of here last year, because one of them would not have cut it, and they would have been like, "I'm not playing like this. I I, I need minutes." Milner would have st- still stayed on until this year, until his tra- his his contract was up, and we would have been able to get rid of the other other guys. Keita, as soon as he started getting hurt, we should have known we need a replacement for Keita, and we didn't. We just held on and hoping we held on to Ox. He got injured the first year he was here. He played awesome over the first five games he played, and then he got hurt in the Champions League, and then he's never been the same. He's only played sporadically throughout his entire career here. Let him go for free. That's fine with me. Keep him on the team. I'm okay. But to not have any competition in the midfield and in defense – has been a huge, huge penalty for us. And that's on Klopp. That is on Klopp. And that's on the entire FSG hierarchy, in my opinion. And now we're at the point now where we have very, very little competition in defense because Van Dyke knows he's starting. We have Ibu no competition knows he's starting. What do you mean very Trent, little? Trent knows, you even Trent knows he's starting. Gomez Simicast is, is the only Matt one that could take shit. someone's Simicast position. is it, it, it's it's a joke. It is a joke. The one thing that's different. Yeah, but what what's 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 the only point you're making is that we don't have depth. Okay, so we don't have depth. I I I think you make a good argument where I, I think it, right now we're in a much better position. We should be hunting for a center back as opposed to a center defensive midfielder. And maybe we'll get one in. But the fact of the matter is, is that Endo can play center back. Endo can play right back. Uh, you know, we Curtis and Elliot are another year uh, up ahead of schedule. Besetich is going to be what he's going to be this year. He was overplayed last year in terms of minutes, uh, especially over that six, eight game period. Uh, and he was the best player on a team that sucked. So who the hell freaking cares? Um, so it'd be interesting to see how he comes back into the team. But I, I, I would agree. I think the defense has very little depth. I think there's very little foresight. But, you know, in a week from now, we could be sitting here saying we got it. We got a little bit more depth with with Andre coming in in January. Um. And we're better positioned because we got a young center back that came in that can that can play. Um, so we we will see on that front. I don't disagree with you. I think I, I think you're spot on in much of this. I think the biggest concern and the biggest issue moving forward is going to be how are we going to structure things in a way that uh, allows us to be able to grow and be successful as a team. And we also, you can also make the argument that all of the big clubs are, are starting to build and buy, uh, teams in Portugal and in South America. And they're starting to, you know, basically create feeder teams so that they can spend a lot less money on players uh, Chelsea's looking into doing it. Obviously, Leipzig and the Red Bull system is is one that has worked really, really well and is a is a good model. But you know, you can make the argument that we we should and could be doing stuff like that where we're, we're not having to pay 
$75 million for Decoria. And we could have bought a bunch of dudes we wanted this year. If you look at all the names, we could have, I mean, you could, you could, you could get Kamara last year on a free. Austin Villa, Aston Villa got him last year on a free. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, FSG is looking to buy some stake in PSG, which I don't know, you know, how realistic that is and everything. Paris Saint Germain. Yeah. That's not yep. a feeder program. That's, that's part of the problem. It's the lower tier, the lower tier teams, the teams, the teams out of Portugal, the teams out of parts of, uh, out of Brazil and Argentina, you know, teams in, uh, I don't, I don't think you'd want to go into Netherlands or, um, cause that leaves right two, three teams, but, um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these bigger clubs are looking into doing stuff like this. And I think it's, I think it's a, a strong, uh, an, an interesting idea. All right, let's move on to a, f- a few questions. You want me to see if I can get Jeremy's high ass on this, on the call? It's not happening, but go ahead. He's already in bed. He's not. Nine thirty. Nine thirty Eastern Standard Time for all you English people. Let's see if I can get him. Oh, I don't know why I'm calling you, dude. Sorry. Probably because the three of us are on the same chat line here. He's not can, picking up. Can you hear the phone? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I have no clue what I can hear. I can hear you talking. No, Jeremy, no answer. What's he saying? He just texted. He's he's all hopped up on Mountain Dew, man. I wish I could. Sorry, dudes. All right. Well, next week we'll have Jeremy on. All right, Q and A. Yeah, let's not, right. let's not hold our let's not right, hold our so, breath. So, so here's how this is going to work. I am going to propose three transfers to you. I'm going to give you the dollar amount, and we're going to go in dollars just to make it easy for our American people here. And we're going to go uh, location. All right. So the question that I have for you, and, and you're going to you have three lined up for me too. Or no? Do I have a lineup for for this weekend? No. Do you have three? players lined up on for me to ask me about no of course i don't okay well you were supposed to do that but that's fine all right so i'm going to give you I, three... thought, I, I thought i thought this was asking me and then you're going to put I your, am. your opinion in i am going to ask you but then i whatever it doesn't well, really matter you need, you, either you way. need to specify next time I, you I, yeah you should reread no your deal. text messages jack wagon all right here yeah. we go if i was on my phone i would <laughs> this is these questions are assuming Oh, one of, one of two things. All right. So keep this in mind that we would either be able to replace this player for at the very least someone who is younger and like an elite prospect, elite talent, but has experience in, in a top five league. Okay. Or we would be able to replace this player with someone in our highest need so for my for instance i would i would be assuming that we'd be we would get this money and reinvest it in a center defensive midfielder for instance okay okay yeah okay so player number one he's been a topic of conversation all day past past 24 hours because liverpool media is getting sick and tired of talking about anything else so they're gonna 
They're hitting him up again. Mo Salah, $125 million to Saudi Arabia. Again, you're assuming you can reinvest immediately into the center back in the center defensive midfielder of your choice or into an extremely good young right wing talent that has top five experience, but is a little bit younger and is just an elite talent. Yes or no? When? Now. Because I think, no, I wouldn't give it up. 150 million. Simple, simple answer. No. 175 million. No. 200 million. No. I think you're I think you're an idiot. Well, you may think that, but the only sure Sabas Sa- can play Sabasla can play right wing. Great. You can and get then you just for and then you just, fifty on, million. You, you you made a statement, so let me just rebuff that. Great. You just take you just took our best number eight, moved him into the He's front line. Stud, right? Yeah. I know. Moved moved him into the front line. And then just weakened our already weak midfield. Dude, because a hundred and fifty million, you you can reinvest two hundred. You can get two one hundred million players, one hundred million dollar players. You can go get to Corier, and you can get an, another eight. Okay, so here's the issue with this. Assuming statement. First you can off, get it, it's a hypothetical, off, so it's not perfect, Jonathan. So you, so once, there's no number. There's no number. Right now in the transfer market, the fact that we are less than a week away from the end of the transfer market, and you're going to have teams that are going to need to replace that player because they're going to be the top, most likely the top player on their team that you're going to you're going to basically pay for. The biggest issue I have with that, letting him go now for whatever number you put out there, my biggest concern is being able to have the other team replace that elite Listen, talent. you're going to overpay for that person, but you have $150 million. If you I get $150 million from Osala, that means you have $200 million not, to spend. I would not let go of Mo Salah in this transfer window. Great. All if right. you can bring an, Fair uh, other people in, if you can what bring about, other people what about, in. What if you could bring Michael Olise in from Crystal Palace and you kept and you kept Saba's lie where he is, and then you could get the and you can get Decoria. So you bring both those guys in from Crystal Palace. No. You're are you serious? I am being dead serious. Okay. I, I listen, I've, I've seen I've, I've, I've seen that I winger. Res- I've seen that winger play so three times. He's so talented. Three times. And he is he is he is talented. He's, I will give you that. He's hurt right now. But is he is he <laughs> Even better, he'll fit right into our to our team. Yeah, exactly. Um, but is he going to? Is he going to score with this team that we have right now? Is he going to score fifteen to twenty goals that we need him to? If he just walks into the team in September first, I don't think he can. And we need somebody who is going to guarantee us between 50, 15, in 30 goals and Salah right now can do it. And I will say this, we are going to have that money for Salah, whether we sell him now, whether we sell him in January or whether we sell him next summer. So I think we're that's still, the... we're still going to get the same amount of money. 
so I, I I think that's the point, right? The point is is that I think Sal is probably going to become more and more discontent. Uh, whether it that's be, great for us, no, that's it, great. exactly with whether it be penalties or whether it be the performance of of the club, um, him getting pulled from games earlier. You know, I just I, I listen. I think. I think you you wet you, you wet Saudi's whistle right now. You watch Pissing Neymar. Off. You watch Neymar score fifty goals in the Saudi league because it's a freaking he wants to go joke. back. He, and, he, he wants and to go get to a Muslim country for Saudi yeah. next year. So you'll be good. All right, number two. Hy- hypothetical number two. You get a hundred and fifty million dollars for Trent Alexander Arnold. But he goes to a top four club in the Premier League. Assuming you can replace him for with whoever you want. I mean, it's $150 million. You're not even going to need to spend half of that to get the next top right back in the world, probably. 150 today. And I have a week to replace him, basically. You have a week to replace me, replace him with whoever you want. And Jonathan, that's, an interesting, I, I, that's a very interesting question. Because I'm I'm very, very tempted. But again, remember it's to a it's to a top four a current yeah. uh, who finished in the top four last year. And yeah, so new, new but, Castle, but you're assuming Man, you're assuming you can bring in the right back you want. Yeah. So you're discussing Man City, Man City, Manchester United, Newcastle, Arsenal. And Arsenal. Gosh, could you imagine Arsenal's back line with Trent? That'd be stupid. Zinchenko I mean, would 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 be up for no Ben White. No. Ben White would be gone. No. Ben White would move to the left. And Trent would play. He he'd just reverse his his inverted fullback. Could you imagine Mikel Arteta with that dude? <laughs> that would be stupid. This yeah, I mean, I, just, I, I I I mean I'm tempted to to take that, but I think it'd be stupid to sell to uh, uh, a right, top so, four team. So, 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 if if you had to make one decision, if you had one to of make the two, one of the two, which would you pick? I would get rid of Salah. Yeah, I think that's because he's, right he's gone. Because he's, he's gone. Because he's gone anyways. Yeah, it's not going to hurt you in Champions League. It's not going to hurt you anywhere, right? Well, yeah, yeah, he's not going to hurt you. Yes. Competitively, yes, right. He will not hurt you. Getting rid of one right. of your best young talents on your team and move him over to a a championship contender, not only in the EPL but also in a lot of up and coming teams. Like Arsenal is up and coming. Manchester United has been abysmal this year for whatever reason. I mean, yeah, I, you I don't never think sell them to Manchester recruitment. United. It doesn't matter. Well, you just said top fourteen, Brian. So right, I'm, but you, I'm playing but your, I, but I'm, I, I'm playing your fucking game, and then you're okay. mad at me for playing it. I'm not. Do I? I'm not fucking mad at you, you idiot. Newcastle's not going to pay that much money for him, anyways. But if it he doesn't went to Newcastle, matter. it's a hypothetical. If Newcastle comes to you with a your hypothetical, you've you've already hundred and fifty million bucks. Are you selling to Newcastle? Oh, I, in a heartbeat. Newcastle heartbeat. might be the only team I would sell him to. Give me that. Give me that defender. Give me that defensive midi. What's his name? Who's just a oh, freaking bulldog. Yeah, he's yeah. Good. Give me Bruno. He's still got to replace a right back. He's a little bit out of his mind. Did you get a swat? Yeah, they're all out of their minds. 
I'll do uh, 50 with, the, with 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 Bruno in, involved in that deal. We're called a day. We'll get a right back for 50k, 50 mil, no problem. Okay, but I wouldn't I wouldn't send them to anybody else. All right, so only Newcastle. Yeah, I would only send them to Newcastle. Mm. All right, last one. You ready? Good and luck. Then we're gonna Good and luck. then we're gonna preview the game ahead. All right. Darwin this will piss me off. Darwin Nunez. Yes. Thirty million to anywhere. No, I don't. I don't even care. Just yes. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I mean, I do think that's half I do the think, price of what we paid for him. We're taking that. So here's here's we're getting here's the hypothetical. We're here's getting bent over and screwed. But here's the hypothetical for you. In your opinion, how much better would Nunez be if Klopp wasn't here? In your opinion, if he uh, had a different manager that played him to... that pl- that that played him through the middle and yeah, played I mean, him I... decent minutes, even his rotation you. basis with you. Gakpo, I got you. How much better would he be? I I think your point last week or earlier this week that he's not getting enough minutes is is enough. I mean, Jota has has scored has scored twice now, scored twice and assisted once, or scored yeah, once correct. and assisted once. No, um, two two goals, one assist. So you know he's played well, but at the same time, it's like to, look. To, neither to, them. To they, what end? Ne- Go ahead. Sorry. To what end? Like I I I think you're not going to know. I, I think you have to wait till the end of the year. I don't I don't think you take a thirty thousand dollar thirty million dollar price cut. Oh, on of course, you're not going to sell him for that. Yeah, absolutely um, not. But I would. <laughs> I I think you got to give him the year. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna impress in moments, and I think he's gonna get. I mean, it's just the same thing as Jota. Like uh, he he comes in, he's streaky. Uh, you know, he's gonna have two games where he sucks, and Darwin's gonna take a spot, or Gakpo, who I think is the best out of all of them, if he really plays the you know the the number nine role will be great. Um, I, I don't know what to think about Nunez. I, I I think he could score a shit ton of goals, but he needs more than four minutes, 14 minutes of playing time last game. Like that, that's just, that's not freaking well, and, and Especially and, and, when we're and, not pressing, when we're up three, yeah, one and we're no longer was, pressing. Yeah. It's stupid. That's my point. It makes no that, freaking that's sense. My, that's my point. And I think, like I said last week, this earlier in the week, if, if McAllister is not sent off, I think Nunez gets in the game earlier. Yeah, second, probably. That's a good point. Second second standpoint in time, or second point, is the fact that Jata, who I felt when he was playing consistently for us and was not injured, years past, I think defensively, he looked a lot better. He was tracking back. He, to me, this year, for whatever Everybody reason... Was he playing. He was playing on the left because he was Luis playing, Diaz was, not. was hurt. No. Yeah. No. Because he got so many headers in the box, Brian. Right. He got him from the from back the post. Central, Gakpo was playing the no. cent- center. From yes, the he was. Central, Gakpo think, was not there. Then Brian, you don't miss. Right. Brian, I'm talking about last Gakpo year. Gakpo was not there. Last Jonta year. Jonta barely, barely even played with Gakpo because he was hurt when Gakpo came in, Brian. Gakpo came in in January. Jota was Gakko. hurt. Well, I know when Gakpo. Came okay, out. so go back and look when Jota was actually playing. He was he, not playing the end. The he, he, January he, on. 
Yes, he played the he played the he played the last run run of games when we were winning and drawing right. everyone, and we got up to fifth. That's great. He he was not playing more than sixty minutes a game, and he was not a consistent starter for us during that time frame. He wasn't. You, you you can go back and fact check me. Go right ahead. I'd be happy to to apologize for that at least. But Jata did not consistently play last year. And when he was playing the year before that, he was playing centrally. And that's where he was getting being more effective. He was able to, because that's when for me for Firmino was less consistent and what he was hurt. When he plays to the center, he's a much better player. When he plays off to the left, this year, especially so far, again, it's been two games, so who knows what's going to happen. He needs to settle in, too. He hasn't played a lot of minutes over the last year. He needs to settle in, and he needs to be more of a spark, both defensively as well as in the pressing game, as well as offensively. Offensively, he's coming into his own. He's getting more opportunities, blah, 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 all this bullshit, right? But I felt like when he first came to us, there was an emphasis on his defense and he did it very, very well. And right now, which is, I think why Robertson's side is getting completely effed along with the fact that Gakbo is playing midfield. Um, I think it's too, too twofold, not just, not just Gakbo's fault. Um, but I think if you don't, if you don't start playing Nunez, then you're in a world of hurt anyways, but Jota's not helping us out defensively. And that's a, cons- a big concern of mine. Look, I think overall, this is going to be a shit show the first 10 games of the season anyways. So don't like get me wrong about being like Debbie Downer on LFC. I think that we have a ton of ability and we're going to get better as the first 10 games go on. And these are just some points that I want to make that of, of how we can get better and we can get better quickly. Um, But Nunez is a threat. The big problem is, is that he is not going to press. Even though I think the first two games, the minutes he's gotten, he has pressed more than he did the year year past. And you got to take the good with the bad with Nunez. So, you checking stats right now? Out of the 18 games, out of the 18 games he played at the end of the year, he played from 18, January on, February 13th on. Played 18 games, at least 45 minutes. He played left wing two thirds of the time. I mean, it's just left wing, 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 center forward, left wing, left wing, right wing, one game. Played left wing a lot at the in the last 18 full games of the season between Champions League and and who was his and who was his partner during that time time, during the time frame if I if I look up the stats for Gakpo I'm gonna find I'm gonna find that Gakpo was the was the center forward during most of those games you know he was because he was the one that was playing Bobby Firmino's position he was coming back in the midfield he was pressing they were doing it and Jota was getting a lot of crosses from Mo and a lot of crosses from the midfield from uh Trent Alexander Arnold into the into the back post and burying those freaking things. 
you know, that's, how many goals, that's part uh, of it. Uh, uh, you, but you can't take how many out goals. Did he have the last, how many goals did he have the last 18 games? Uh, I, don't, I mean, a lot. Seven. Really? Hold please. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. I'm so good. So good. You are good. Seven you goals, make, one, make... two, three assists. Seven goals and three assists in the last 18 games. Look, I think he should start. I do. But the problem is you can't take out DS. And Gakpo is best right now position. Right now right. you can't. So you gotta take out Jota. And you gotta let Gak you gotta you gotta let you gotta let Gakpo eat, man. If you're not gonna All play right, Nunez, so if you're not gonna play Nunez, then put Gakpo back in the center forward where where we were at our best. When we played our best last year, the, the upfront lineup was it doesn't matter who your left wing is. So say it's going to be Diaz. You put Gakpo back in the middle. You put Salah on the right. You let you let Dom, Endo, and Matt Cook in the midfield. And you just see what happens. You can play a three box three. You can play a – and Endo's used to playing that. Or you can play a four three four three three. Either way, we're an exceptional team. Newcastle is going to be an extremely, extremely difficult matchup for us. Um, so let's talk about let's 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 talk a little bit about the preview for this this upcoming game then since we're already here. So forty percent possession in the Man City game for Newcastle, one nothing loss. I don't think you know. I, I went back and watched that game again. I wasn't very now. Again, look, they're playing the best team probably in the world at this point in time. I wasn't overly impressed with them. I know I said on Monday or Tuesday, whenever we spoke last, that I thought they played pretty well. Going back, they they, they didn't play great. But they still had 40% possession against the best team in the world. They had four cards, four yellow cards. Um, but I have seen, and I'm going to be looking a little bit deeper dive into EPL cards for the season in our next podcast. So I'll, I'll I'll come back to the amount of cards we're seeing versus previous years. Against Aston Villa, they won the first game of the year. They won 5-1. I believe that was at home. No, that was away because they played Man City at home. 54% possession in five cards. Okay, all yellows, no reds for those. So nine cards in two games, 40% possession against Man City, which is still pretty high for playing Man City, which is a possession team, and 54 possession against Villa, who Villa is a very good team, um, no matter what people say. They've done good recruiting this summer, um, and they have a great coach in Emory. They are very, very physical. Um, and I think that in this game, someone's getting sent off. <laughs> like it, I think it's just going to happen. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about the physicality with our team. I know Dom is strong. I know McAllister, who thankfully got the red card rescinded, um, for that tackle uh, that he had uh, last weekend against Bournemouth against. Was it Billing who he tackled? I don't remember. I'm trying to find what our 
what our uh, what our record against uh, them was last year. I think we beat them at the end of the year, and I think we tied them at the beginning of the year, if I recall correctly. So I think the the games will be very very physical. I think someone could be sent off just given the fact that people are handing handing out cards like they're fucking skittles. Um, and I think I think it's to be a very very close game. I think it's to be a two two one game, one way or the other. And I'm it's an away game for us. I'm leaning towards a two one victory for Newcastle. And I do think in this game. Nunez scored last year in the second fixture, if I'm not mistaken, and he played pretty well. I do think this is the game you give Nunez the start. Um, so I'm going to go Salah, Nunez, Diaz up top. I think you have to start Endo in midfield. I just think you have to with the double pivot opportunities, the box in the midfield. Dom and, and McAllister. And I think your back line and goalie stay the same. So you have Trent, Ibu, Van Dyke, Robertson, and Allison. Um, having Endo have another week of of practice time with them and a little more rest where he's actually sleeping. Um, I think there's no way, no way, unless Curtis Jones has an awesome week of, of training and is back from his ankle swollenness he didn't train then there's no way Endo i don't think he start. trained today so i think that's your starting lineup and i think it's a 2-1 victory for newcastle it's a hard-fought game all the way to the end but i think newcastle unfortunately at home will beat us at their home what are your thoughts what do you got for for a starting lineup and a score yeah i mean i think i, I think we'll I think we're very likely to switch the midfield. Uh, I think Endo starts. I think he played well enough. He's got another week of practice. Um, as we've as we've heard from other podcasts, I'm a terrible predictor of of lineups. So, who the hell? Knows? I mean, just this podcast alone, you're a terrible predictor. Yeah. So I'm I'm I think I'm zero for two. So let's just make it zero for three. I think Endo starts defensive midfield. Mac moves up. Sabazla is obviously going to play there on the right. And then I think, uh, I think the front line is going to be very, very, the back line stays the same. I think we'll play a lot of four, three, three. Um, I think the front line will be very, very interesting. I think, I think Klopp sticks with his guys when they're playing well. Yeah. I knew you were going to um, say this. And yep. Gakpo, uh, you know, has been forced to play at a position, but at the same time, uh, you've seen some pretty, some you've seen numbers from the guys up front. So I don't think he changes his front line at all. I think his front line stays the same. Um, do you, yeah, so think, you think Jata? Do you so you think Jata starts over Nunez and Gakpo? Yeah, I think Klopp is a loyal guy. There's a reason why guys love him. Um, and I think he's unless unless so Gakpo, 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 unless Gakpo has unless Gakpo has an unbelievable week of practice and he just has a, a, a really good excuse to put him up top I think he I think he sticks with the front line hmm. interesting because you know got because you know Klopp has a hard on for Gakpo 
Yeah, but he, much, he also much he also more said than Nunez, Nunez and was love at, at at first sight. So let's well, not. He has to say that. He has to say that because he paid seventy million dollars for him. No, that's what that's that's how he felt about him. We beat we beat uh, Newcastle both games last year. We beat them two one early in the season, and uh, and we beat them two zero. Uh, yeah, later in that's the, the game. season. Yeah, that's what that's a game that Nunez had a great game. That game, I remember that game. Nunez and Gakpo started and both scored in the second one. Yeah, Nunez was off on the right. Got both through the middle. So, yeah. I, mean, I think we're pretty, you know, I'd like to see Nunez go through the middle. But, again, I know that Klopp doesn't like him through the middle because he wants to keep Gakbo in there. Again, Jota defensively, I think Gakbo is a better decision defensively as in the center from Jota and Nunez both. I think Diaz is a lock at the you know, the left-hand side and Salah's a lock at the right. And obviously your midfield kind of makes itself, you know, minus Endo, who, you know, you said Curtis Jones isn't even, you know, practicing late late in the week. We'll see what happens tomorrow, but. Yeah, I think the only guy who's ready that was injured last week uh, that could potentially see a little bit of time is Thiago. They said Besetich is still a week or two away, even though he was on the bench last week. He'll be on the bench again this week as long as there's no setbacks, but uh, he's not he's not ready to play minutes yet. So uh, with that, I would say it's going to be a 2-1 or a 2-2 game. I think Liverpool comes out on top. Uh, I think they remain undefeated in their last 14 games, and I think, uh, you know, the Liverpool fandom, Liverpool fans as well as uh, those stupid podcasters uh, that spit um, – Terrible takes every single week on podcasts. Always be pressing, and others uh, eat their words. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I think wholeheartedly, if we can shut this team out and win this game with a with a clean sheet, I will absolutely change my tune. Absolutely, <laughs> I will come on this podcast, and I will have a I will have a stiffy the entire freaking time I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah, because if we if we can clean, keep a clean sheet and beat Newcastle, that have even against the best team in the in the in the country and maybe the world, if we can keep Newcastle to a clean sheet, and seeing how they played already this year against great competition, they played two really good teams. I mean, they didn't score much last year. How many draws did they have last year? 12, 14. They had a lot of draws. Well, I mean, let's be clear. The year we won the whole thing, we had a ton of draws, but in a in a ton of wins and only two losses, three losses. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you know, like it's not like we were, you know, we were we weren't real we were leaders, the, but we in the conversation. You know, yeah, we were in the conversation. And we do as, we as do very well against, against top six teams. I mean, remember that. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We do well of against course. top six teams. And we beat them twice last year. And uh, honestly, I, I think we're I think we're as good of a team than we were last year, if not a little bit better. And I think they're probably about the same. I think Isak is a little bit is is a little bit better, a little bit more, you know, 
because uh, he spent a lot of time injured last year. So this is the first year he's really gotten a preseason. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be a stud, but 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 the physicality of the game between Ibu and and Virgil, I'm uh, I think that takes that takes Isak out of the game a little bit. I think the people that hurt us are the speedy guys, uh, the guys on the outside, um, not necessarily the big physical guys in the middle. So we will see. Uh, thank you guys all very very much for listening, subscribing. Uh, rate review five stars only uh and we will be back next week for uh for a couple apologies for a couple, for a couple apologies. apologies and to uh to apologize about how wrong our takes were all right johnny on behalf of johnny johnson this is brian hastings and this is always be present